0: Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek Three, The Search for Spock, one minute at a time.
1: I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris LaSalle that would make me your other co-host david stoker hey dave chris happy wednesday
0: wednesday happy i guess happy columbus day right it was a holiday week that's why our schedule's weird this week hope you had a nice day off
1: yes exactly
0: (laughs) so we're back we'll be three days in a row this week um but uh we're starting starting it off with minute 37 of the search for spock uh Minute 37 starts with McCoy saying, If I wanted to ride home, would I be trying to charter a space flight? <laughs> and ends a minute later with uh, Prison Guard, we'll call him Prison Guard number one, saying, Make it quick, Admiral. That was good, McCoy. Thanks, man. So it's actually away. for for a minute, if we're talking about just a minute, there's a lot happening in this minute. There's We've got the tail end of the Star Trek Cantina scene,
1: Star there's Wars scene.
0: Star Trek Star Trek <laughs> As much as they Wanted to be uh, We've got a whole Sequence that Doesn't even Isn't even mentioned In the start In the beginning the Start in the end Of the minute And then there's the the, the, the the beginning Of the next scene So there's a lot
1: There's a lot to talk about There is yeah So we Let's take them in pieces Okay Let's get out of The cantina scene Yeah, yeah let's get out Of the cantina Cause That's bad
0: that So alright so the uh, security guard or the uh, agent uh, told McCoy to keep his voice down in the previous minute Yep. Um, and offered him a ride home to get him out of there um, and that's where this one picks up so if McCoy wanted to ride home why would he be trying to charter a space flight so he is totally blown his cool <laughs> and giving it away what he's, <laughs> what he's doing I'm not a I huge fan like... of the. I'm not a huge fan of the whole scene overall.
1: Uh, uh not really. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with a not really either. Yeah. I mean, I, I. I like ornery McCoy. Like he's more ornery than he usually is. Oh yeah. But. Yeah, you know, if I wanted a ride home, would I be trying to? You know, it, he said it perfectly. You know, last minute, where's the logic in offering me a ride home, you idiot? Like <laughs> he, he. You know, I just feel like every end of every sentence here is. Needs to be followed up with you idiot because if I wanted to ride home, you idiot, would I be trying to start a space flight? You idiot, right?
0: Uh, for the things I don't like, I, I do get a kick out of the uh, the alien, the alien's reaction to this <laughs> this overly long.
1: Arr. Is that a alien belch? Is that what that is? Is he after All having I... drink the smoky drink? Is he just belching some uh, alien drink out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so incongruous to the entire. Uh, the fact that the two of them, uh, the uh, the agent and McCoy, after he does his little burp, he, the, look at him like, I feel like there's something missing there. Like there was more dialogue. Like the alien must have said something.
0: Oh, because of the way because of the way McCoy and the agent look at each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they, so almost... they sort of are. <laughs> so they're looking at each other when he says, I, if I want to ride home, and then we cut to the alien, but then as soon as we cut back to McCoy and the agent, they're looking at the alien, and then they both sort of like look at each other, and he's like, how the hell do you know who I am? But I feel like the alien might have said more than just arg. right? that arg. Like a yeah, pirate. The castle of arg. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, they almost, they, they almost make me think that McCoy and the agent, when they do that second look at each other, that they're both gonna about to turn around at the same time and slug the alien. <laughs> kind of like a lethal weapon scene. Yeah. <laughs> I love him flashing his badge too. Oh, so yeah, the badge. Can we get a zoom in on that badge? And then yeah,
1: and then he goes Federa- Federation. What does he say? Federation Security, sir. And then he just sort of flashes this. Metal thing with some lights, but there's no other than the target symbol he there is no there's no distinguishing marks that makes him a member of Starfleet or right there's no federation at all a no
0: picture on it it's just a
1: yeah there's no there's no nothing it's just some numbers and the target symbol
0: i the 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 badge to me reminds me of back in the day I, you know I have a security card to get into work and I can beep in. Yeah, security guards. We used to have. Now I'm going back probably into the 90s. <clears throat> we used to have these cards that I think allowed us to get onto VPN. And oh yeah, and it was it yeah. was issued like that. It was a, it was it was size of a credit card but thicker than a credit card, and it had a digital display like that one. And that was like my code, my access code to get onto the VPN or whatever. It was a really bizarre setup, um, and uh, that's that's what I always think of here.
1: But I think it's I I, I want to say it's a little cool. But on the other side, I just want to say it looks a little cheap.
0: Sure. I was trying to read his code because it looks like the same kind of font as the prefix code entry in Wrath of Khan. But I couldn't make out the numbers. Yeah, I couldn't. I will say in the spirit of, you know, detectives and FBI agents and uh, in every other movie and television show that's out there, whenever, whenever anybody flashes their credentials, it's always for like a half second. You know, it, nobody flashes oh, yeah, them. Long it's never, never, so anyone can read. Them. Yeah, no one could ever read them. Yeah. So I guess in this, you know, in this <laughs> sense, the scene is keeping with you know all those other movies because he 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 barely gets a chance for the little LEDs to light up and then he puts it away.
1: He does. They light up like twice and then he puts it away. Yeah. Uh, Federation security, sir. Uh, I will say that you know, as 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 much as I this minute is as much as this we want to get through this minute. I do like the comedy routine of McCoy jumping up, the agent jumping up, pulling him down, and then him trying to do the 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 neck pinch. <laughs> I, I will say that I chuckle every time I see that because I, he looks so determined to pull that off.
0: Oh, yeah, and he gives him like one, two. I think he tries three different positions, like... right? And then he gives the Pee Wee Herman face. He's got the tongue sticking out. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to make this work.
1: And just the face the agent gives him, like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> you are out of oh, your mind. Uh,
0: you know, it makes me appreciate just watching McCoy try to pull this move off. <clears throat> if it was Spock, Spock would be able to do it, right? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Okay, so without a doubt. but But what I think of Watching McCoy trying to do it is—he's trying to do it through this guy's coat. Yeah. And it, you know, and and part of me, you know, as as funny as it is, can, you know, obviously McCoy can't do it because he's McCoy. He's not a Vulcan. Um, but part of me also feels a little bad for him. Like, oh, he probably can't do it because he can't get through the coat. The coat's too thick. If the coat wasn't there, he could totally <laughs> do it. So I wonder. Do you think he could have pulled it off if the guy was just
1: in a t-shirt? Um, no. He can't pull it off because he doesn't know what to do.
0: Okay. He's just like you and I trying to give a neck pinch to some other dude.
1: I think that's what it is, yeah. Okay. I, I just love his face when he's, like, when he's when he grabs his hand, like, uh, you're going to get a nice long rest, doctor. <laughs> and then uh, at the very end, I uh, this is another, like, McCoy gives him sort of a long look, and I, I feel like he wants to say something, like there's more that's being said here. It's a very long, almost two-second... St- and I, and for two seconds, it just seems like it's a long, awkward pause. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like you could have cut it. You know, he says, you know, you're going away for a long rest, doctor, and then you, you cut it. Or I just feel like the pause between McCoy staring at the agent. Uh, very awkward. And I just wanted to point out the agent... Who is actor Conroy uh Gedian? Gedian. Um he's a, another TV actor. He will be the first of our Doogie Hauser uh Palooza. He's he's from he was in the TV show Doogie Hauser and we'll not too distant future we'll see another member of the Doogie Hauser Palooza.
0: Alright. The Doogie Palooza?
1: The Doogie Palooza. <laughs>
0: Um, we should also. I, I think we, one thing we should also we have neglected. the uh, Corrections department. We forgot to talk about the waitress, um, who's uh, was only in what a couple minutes ago.
1: She was in minute uh, thirty four and thirty five. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, uh, a little a little background. She's uncredited in the film, and she's just you know waitress. Uh, right. But our our favorite uh, uh, novelist. Uh, Vonda McIntyre gave her a name. Her name is Kendra. Oh. Uh, Kendra. So okay, in the novelization, cool. uh, her name is Kendra. Uh, not a lot of extra backstory. We don't get much more of the McCoy Kendra backstory. That's you know hinted at when we meet her. Um, uh, so not 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 much to add there. Uh, the only thing other thing I just wanted to make sure we uh, you know make note that uh, uh, Kendra is played by actress Sharon Thomas Kane. Um, and uh, not a ton on her, on her resume. Uh, she was back in General Hospital way, way back in the 60s, mm. which, you know, for me, I watched General Hospital in the 70s with Luke and Laura. You know, that's, so that's my, <laughs> my General Hospital. Uh, <laughs> but she was in Young Guns. That's probably of, of notable after Search for Spock. A few years later, she was in Young Guns. Um,
1: yeah, it makes me want to go back and see that to see where she was in that movie.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Which is, I know we were talking about that about that a little bit off offline. But uh, Young Guns was, I remember, digging that film when we were kids. Oh yeah, definitely. And I I wonder how it's held up. <laughs> like, like if we went back and watched it, we'd be like, oh my god, right, yeah. or we'd be like, yeah, because it was such a great cast. You know, all the hot young stars at the time.
1: And... Yeah, that was like the. You know the the Rat Pack, you know, or the Brat Pack, or whatever, like a bunch of the, yep. you know, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen and uh, Kiefer. Kiefer Sutherland, and uh, who else was in it? Blue Diamond Phillips. Uh, yeah, it was a it was an all star cast.
0: Speaking of Kiefer, not to go on too much of a tangent, I just, uh, I'm assuming you've heard they remade Flatliners. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, I'm like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> uh but well, yeah, they remade Flatliners, and I guess I didn't know this because I haven't seen it and wasn't planning on it because I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the remakes, uh, but I really enjoyed Flatliners when it came out in the '80s. Um, but Kiefer is in the movie in the remake. Where um, was no, he? Well, he. So the, what I just read recently is they cut the scene that actually where they reveal it's he's playing the character from the original Flatliners, and they. So the, oh, wow. there was some it's I don't know I guess he has an alias or something in the, he's, he's not the same the guy's not doesn't have the same name in the new movie but there was a scene hmm. cut where you where they connect the dots and you're like oh that's he's playing the same
1: character um, oh wow I, I didn't I didn't know that I had no intention to see that movie and although you have pointed out that interesting little factoid I still have no interest to see that movie
0: (laughs) Yeah, same here I'm like you know what I think I'm going to go back and watch the original Flatliners really just after having this conversation I want to see the original again Yeah. anyway so back to search for Spock Sharon (laughs) Thomas King the actress who played Kendra waitress in the Star Trek cantina so do we have anything else then to talk about the cantina because we are moving on
1: we are moving on uh something uh just one thing uh you had mentioned this offline was about the music and yeah i think that's my reaction and i'm glad we're moving on from it because the music in the cantina again was was subpar i mean we love um uh we love james horner and you know the the music that he's composed for the movie you know Khan and this movie have been fantastic but oh boy yeah
0: uh, you know, I have the soundtrack for Searchers Bach, and it, uh, as we're as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, is this is this music on the soundtrack? I don't know if it is. I'll do that for I homework. Know, that maybe we, maybe James Warner wasn't involved.
1: Yeah. Oh, maybe that's maybe that is a possibility.
0: <laughs> homework. Yeah. We'll get back to you guys.
1: So now we move to Planet uh, Fake Studio B. I mean uh, Genesis. Oh dear. And, you know, part of me with this scene, it gives me a, a teeny bit of nostalgia because, and I know, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time we came, we were on Genesis, the first, you know, when we saw David and uh, Savik. It does give me a little sense of nostalgia. I do remember watching Star Trek and, you know, with the fake sets and the fake boulders and the plants and, yeah, cheesy, but I think that's part of why, for me, I love Star Trek because it, you know, the way it it didn't take itself too seriously in that sense. Okay. Um, here, like I said, I get a touch of nostalgia, but I have to, again, bring up the fact that they had a pretty large budget. You couldn't have just gone somewhere and outside and done something. Like, it just, it just looks bad. It just really, it really looks bad. It yeah I I, I'm I'm
0: torn I think I think I think you're right I think we've 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 talked about this offline as well it's probably good to bring it up you know online uh you know the joy of Star Trek like you just said is is some of the campiness and some of the styrofoam boulder sets we all love that the you know the 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 colored background which is just like a a a purple light or something Um, (laughs) uh so so yeah so i think i could i think i could totally get behind that uh if this you know if this set was let's say as fake looking as as the original series but what they've done is they've gone like they've gone like you know let's just say two steps further in making it look more real when they should have gone 10. and yeah so you get this weird hybrid of like well it's it's it looks it looks fake like The original series looks fake, but it, but it's distracting because you're like, well, they look, they're they're trying those cactuses. They sure do look real, but they're not placed. There's something about it that looks
1: very artificial, right? You just, it's the, you know what it is. It's, for me, it's the snow. It, it just, and it, you see it for me the most when it most glaring is probably about second forty-five. When they're just about to go up the little hill. And I get that, you know, that it's the difference between the two regions. And, you know, I understand all yeah. that. Like, the weather is shifting and there's chaos going on. It literally looks like they dumped a, a bunch of fake snow on top of a riser <laughs> in some studio. It just That's what it looks like. It does not look like they are on a planet. And then when they pan up and you see, like, the fake cactus... Um, they could look real, but I feel like that fake snow cap on the top just enhances the fact, and it comes out at me and says, hey, look at me, I'm fake. But that's, the that's, I guess that's the thing. It's like, okay,
0: I just find it weird that you and I can't, we can't, like, rationalize it into, like, well, yeah, it looks fake, it's Star Trek. Yay, I love Star Trek. I think, (laughs) but it doesn't, it's like, oh, it's just something about it, it's making me want to scratch
1: at the screen, and like, what's wrong with this moment? I think for me, and I'm going to go back to Wrath of Khan, and think majority of the sets even when they went down to the planet on, you know, SETI Alpha you know, SETI Alpha 5 it looked real I mean, I know they did some things with SETI Alpha 5 with the sand and, you know, all that kind of stuff but it didn't look super fake Um, and I think this is actually the first time in the movies we might be on a planet um and maybe they just didn't know how to handle it maybe they just didn't know maybe because in the tv show it was so phony they didn't use any you know a lot of outside environment i don't want to say any because we know that they did use some outside environments they you know they used a lot of fake things that maybe they just didn't know how to translate it you know um in talks with some other people we have we've noted that Harv Bennett, you know, is a TV guy. Maybe that's part of the reason why we get this, is because he was a TV guy, and this is what you do for TV. And I will say that, um, you know, on that note, that we get um, the sets from Star Trek 4, which obviously takes place in, you know, quote, our time, is primarily almost all outside, so... It's on location, It's all on location, so it's it, it was you know almost a complete three you know one eighty from this movie. Right. Yeah. I, I think the other and
0: I, <clears throat> you know the, the other thing I, I, I like about okay I like about this this the setup is I mean there's two shots there's the establish the first shot where the there's a, a, kind of a tree in the in the foreground yep. and you know you can see the snow falling and stuff and it looks very much like a set then the second shot is. Where you see David and Savick, and and that one, to me, looks like a matte
1: painting. It, it doesn't look like it, look, it doesn't
0: look like the set anymore. Is is it me?
1: Oh oh no no, it totally almost looks like they took, um, like a green screen of. So they're sort of walking in to the set, yeah. and behind them is a green screen, and it almost looks like it's a painting. Behind it, with all of the swirling mist and stuff like that, yeah, there's something, something weird going on there with how they built that set. Yeah. Um,
0: so that's the thing, but, is because yeah. when when they initially when they initially beamed onto Genesis, it was it looked terrible. I remember we talked about that because they beamed into the jungle, yeah. and it was very obviously a blue screen or green screen, and and just you know it doesn't it didn't composite well. So you could just it, you could just tell it was. But this this could be the same thing. They could be still composited into a matte painting of of this desert and snow. But it but it works like because I don't they they right they don't they don't look obviously it, it doesn't look as obvious that they're not actually there. Um, yep. Uh, but I do I do know I do I I kind of I like that second shot the the matte painting one. Yeah. Oh, and I should we should pause here for a second and say. So I've been waiting to talk about this minute uh, since we guest starred on the Indiana Jones Minute uh, for <laughs> Temple of Doom. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, for, the, for those who didn't, didn't hear us guest on it, you should go check it out. Uh, but we were on the scene when the uh, we had the minutes where the where Indy and uh, Short Round, and I can't think of her name. Willie. Willie thank you they they fall out of the plane on the life raft and they uh they end up sliding down the mountain and there's a scene where they transition from the snow to the dirt and it and it makes me it always makes me think of this scene here where they're walking from the you know kind of the jungle terrain to the snowy terrain um anyway i've I've been waiting to, to just talk talk about that and tie those two movies by minutes together right here
1: in this minute yeah, I don't know if I necessarily would put those together, but I see why you would think that. again it's not like you on that ledge, my friend.
0: <laughs> it's not a literal thing, like, oh it's the same set and everything. It was just the it's you know, it's just those things how the your mind makes these odd connections and clearly mine has had made an odd connection, but that's they, they link together in that way. All right. Back to Star Trek.
1: Yeah, so like I said, I mean I I get it. Like for me, it's the nostalgia of the fake set. So, part of me is okay with it in one portion of my brain, but f- for the larger part of my brain, I want big, you know, elaborate, real sets. That's why I go to the movies. <laughs> you know, yep. I-, I want to be entertained. Um, and I just feel like they've done a very poor job here.
0: One thing I do like. Yes. Since we let's go back and forth. Let's let's make it an even-handed show, right? Or balanced. Show. Sure. The sound design going on in the scene, uh, in the same shot, the the one where you see savage and David walking towards the cactus. There's all these kind of crackling and crunching noises, and I was I, I was trying to figure it out. I'm like first I thought it was their footsteps, but it's not. Doesn't sync up. And I realized I think it's supposed to be like the, I think the cactuses are making those noises. Like if they're moving in the wind or do you know what yeah, I'm talking we, about or we, am I crazy
1: yeah so we sort of talked about that and I was like I I, I thought I heard like yeah the wind combined with the snow you know, you know how you get that whoo, you know snowstorm effect combined with like almost like the earth earthquake stuff with like thunder in the background like it's a very mixture obviously we're supposed to get the impression that a lot of things are happening at once on the planet
0: mm-hmm. well, maybe that's all it is then
1: and I will say, I, I, I do agree with you that the sound for this particular scene, they did a really good job. Also because, you know, you have David coming up with the tricorder, and it sounds exactly like the tricorder from Rathacon. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I was, you know, it's funny. I was like, like oh, yeah, the tricorder is great because it builds up all this tension. And I, whenever I, yeah, <laughs> but I always think of the uh, the motion trackers and aliens. Because um, those are, oh, yeah. those, those talk about... <laughs> just freaking you out with the the noise they make Uh, but this is the Star Trek equivalent right so the the tricorder is beeping and it's starting to you know slowly over the next couple of minutes starting to speed up and like whoa whoa, 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 what's going to happen and uh, yeah you're right same thing happened in Wrath of Khan all right so so David and his tricorder bends over what looks like footprints
1: yep which magically seem to disappear yeah because... Or at least I'm just not seeing them. Because you see the footprints. You see them pretty clear as they bend down. As soon as they stand up, I don't see footprints anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That no. And maybe I'm just... Maybe it's the way we're sort of looking. and They're hidden. Maybe I'm... It must be the camera see, angle. It could be just the camera angle. So I'm not going to continue down that road. But um, you do get Savic. Um, she calls up to the Grissom. Says Savic to Grissom. We've definitely... You know, we're definitely reading a second life form. And you hear Esteban over the communicator saying, We concur, proceed with caution, Savic. And again, he's in the CYA mode of, I'm the captain and it's my butt on the line, so you better do, you know, be careful because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I have a question about Savic.
0: Sure. What is she carrying?
1: She looks like she is an EMT carrying a bag full of medical supplies. Yeah, I mean, that's quite the, uh...
0: Yeah, that's what it looks like. And I gotta be honest, I don't think I noticed it in the other minute when they beamed down, but they were kind of far away, I think, in that shot, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't notice that either. And, um, yeah, definitely looks like she's, um... Yeah, it's... She looks like she's an EMT. It's a little,
0: uh... Uh, Pay attention to it because I, I, to be honest, to be honest with you, I, I have no memory of this bag. And if it, does it come up I later? Um, is it? You know, it, it seems to me it's it's a good thing she's got a bag full of stuff because we know she's probably could use it. But how many thousands of way trip way teams have we witnessed in Star Trek, and no one ever comes down with anything but a phaser,
1: phaser and tricorder. That's it. Yeah, no
0: one ever brings a a backpack full of supplies.
1: Yeah.
0: So let's keep an eye out and see if it actually comes in handy.
1: So then they go back up to the, uh, we get a nice shot of uh, Esteban. What the hell is going on down there? <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like. I, again, I feel like this is another incongruous like little cutaway. It's like the alien burp. It's like... <laughs> You know what is what the hell is going on down there? Like, what is that? What value does that add to the scene? Yeah, they could have just left it off, right? They didn't need that in there. They just could have cut it with. Uh, She says, uh, "We are definitely reading a second life form." Yeah, they could have just left it it there. Says, "Yeah, we concur. Proceed with caution, Savick." And then they cut to him, and what the hell is going on down there? Yuck, 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 yuck.
0: (laughs) I guess he's supposed to be us at this point. What the hell is going on down there? Footprints. Yes. I, I, I I, and again, this is this is I I, I wish, you know, I wish I had the first time viewing memories, you know of oh, footprints. It's Spock, you know. It's, it's, it's Spock. Who's you know? It could right. it be yeah.
1: Spock. You know, you know we supposed to be. You know, I mean, presumably, who, who else is gonna be? So I think yeah, I think there's a naked Spock running around.
0: <laughs> there's right. literally
1: right. a naked Spock running around. A naked Spock. How In are they the gonna stones? deal
0: with a naked Spock?
1: Yeah. How are they gonna deal with naked Spock? Like, I can totally think that's exactly what I would think. Um, you know, young Dave watching the movie in the theater for the first time. That's that's exactly what i think. It's like, oh, my God, there's a naked Spock, and they see his footprints. He's running around in the snow. He must be freezing.
0: He <laughs> must be freezing. <laughs> oh, you're so considerate. All right. Did anything else with Genesis Ice World?
1: Uh, nope. All right. Then we get this st- thing where... Yeah, we're, we're good to move on from Genesis.
0: <laughs> so now we cut away. Now again, now we're to yet yet another in this one minute. Now we're in a third beginning of a third scene. And granted, it's like just a couple of seconds, but uh, we see a door.
1: Uh, I don't know, like a storage unit door. <laughs> so that was the first thought that went through my head was like they're in some boxo save or <laughs> U-Haul storage area. Yeah, for what
0: this is, it doesn't seem Star Trek to me. No, um, but we, well, let's maybe we'll, yeah. So we, where are we? We know we we know we're at the, uh, we're in some kind of prison, jail. We're
1: in, we're, we're in some in, sort of yeah, jail drone, or some sort of tank. prison. Yes. Um,
0: so you got prison guard number one with his cool, Starfleet baseball hat, Kirk, and, and then you got your the, classic. Starfleet security guy with a football helmet in the background.
1: Yep, that was my first thought. Was, and I can't unsee that now. Like since we've talked about that outfit, and I know we've seen it a bunch of times, yeah. I just feel like he's going into another cell and he's going to play around a laser tag. <laughs> like that's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting him to do. Right. Um. Let's talk about the guard uniforms for a minute here. What do we What do we think here? I'll, t- Maybe, I'll tell you what I, I think. Are they, are they, Are they cool? From
0: the forehead down, I'm in. Oh, you don't like the hat? I I want to find who made that hat and smack him. Let's take a baseball hat. Let's put a dumb insignia on it and put some arrows pointing at it. I, don't, so, don't put doodads on a baseball hat. How's that? I, I'm not a fan of doodads on a baseball hat. You might as well put the, the beer cups on either side. That's all he's missing.
1: Do you know what that reminds me of, Chris? What? I'm going to take you back to the summer of 1989. Oh God. Where you, when you had that bicycle hat. Yeah. It was like a checkered, checkered bike hat. With the Batman? That's what that reminds me of. Was that the Batman hat? Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. I have to apologize for that.
1: That's totally what that reminds me right. of. So we've all worn terrible hats. That's what you're saying. <laughs> we've all worn them, yes. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about the uniform. I, it, it's okay. Like, um, I agree with you. The hat, a bad choice. Yep. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about the blue with the the insignia there. I, I, it's okay. I'm just going to go with it. it's an okay. okay. It's an okay uniform.
0: The insignia is different, right? It's a Starfleet insignia, but it's different. Like, it's, you know...
1: It does. It looks... It's... Yeah. It, the, You know, and, and bravo for them for trying new things, mm-hmm. trying to make the different uniforms for different jobs and stuff like that. Like, way to advance the, you know, get, getting farther away from the pajamas of the motion picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just... It's okay. Like, I'm not... It's not... No monster maroon. You know what I mean? For sure i think
0: i think yeah i i'm like i said i'm a fan of the uniform i find this the the sleeves a little odd with the they have got like five buttons you know like this 3d cuff or whatever that's i find that odd uh yeah. but the rest of it i think is cool i think it's a cool look and just get rid of the freaking hats <laughs> <laughs> like you know if you were so uh obviously movie props you know they're, they're on sale on ebay and all that stuff you can auction stuff off um I know that I've ever tried to like bid on something like, oh, you know, Chris, there's a whole whole bunch of stuff up for sale. Do you want to get your hands on a Star Trek prop? I'm like, yep, I've got, um, you know, a hundred bucks. What, what can I get for a hundred bucks? It would be that friggin' hat.
1: Be That hat. <laughs> that's
0: that's all I would be able to get. Like, oh, of all <laughs> the props to get. <laughs> so. Alright, and that's all I've got for this minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd just like to end on the uh, fantastic job of the costumer once again to give uh, William Shatner a uh, nice giant collar so he can pop it up. Heck yeah, pop that collar. That is a beautiful collar. Is that
0: the first time we're seeing the collar? Mm. No, we keep, this is the first time he's worn it right because um, the last time we saw yeah. him, Sulu was just handing it to him, right? right yeah, so yeah, this is the debut. I, I like it. I like the pop collar except for like the so,
1: do, it. so do I. it's got
0: a little bit of a you know Count Dracula vibe on the <laughs> on the tips of the collar but everything else cool
1: alright I think I'm good alright
0: well let's wrap it up uh, folks if you want to uh, find us online we uh you can find us on all the social medias Twitter Instagram Tumblr at Star Trek Minute is our handle there and uh we're gonna be back again tomorrow uh this is weird. I never get to say that. Uh, but, I know. Yeah. But we're going to be back tomorrow talking about Minute 38 of The Search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now.
1: Genesis?